you, you can't just sit and allow yourself to be uh, bullied and pushed around intimidated into giving up your rights, like regardless. And that's what people needed to be awakened to was that you don't wait for saviors. You don't sit there and just wait. Let's, that's how we got in this mess, by just letting the government handle it and just letting, the, letting them you know, take care of everything and they'll promise us this and that. No, like you, it's not right and this is wrong on every level, especially in the beginning what they were doing to us as far as just telling us these laws that like we couldn't do this and we can't, do, can't go to church, can't go to the beach. And I'm just like, what, who, where is this written anywhere? And, and people just accepted it because someone on TV with a suit on, authoritative figure said, this is what it is and you'll get arrested if you don't do that. But then the riots happen and they let people just go out and loot, but they don't get in trouble. So you, you're like, w what is really going on? And it's up to us to say, no, this is not right. This isn't true. And now I'm not going to accept it. Just talking and, you know, obviously if the content is good, it's good. But like when you're editing, for me anyway, it's a creative process. You want to visually be like telling story and have, you know, changes and transitions and music. And there's none of that. It's just it's just talking and, and editing and you have to come through it and get it down to the best, you know, 40 minutes, the best, whatever it is. And um, it's just a job. And when you have hours and hours and hours, I know it's a daunting task. So, yeah, I remember um, I was talking to Sean about it. Actually, last week we recorded a podcast. and. I was telling Sean about why create content and is it, are people going to see it? Or are people not going to see it? And you know, we're, we're recording now. So um, for, this is going to be our, our little JB intro, but you know, when you start off and like you started off your, your channel, like sometimes no one's going to watch and you can't let that stop you from making content. Because I think a lot of people are afraid of that. They're like, dude, what if no one watches? And that's the first question I get. Cause a lot of people are interested. They see this, you know, content and like, and I want to make it too, but I'm afraid no one's going to watch. I was like, dude, don't worry about it. Because the worst case, and I, I was telling uh, Sean about it, um, someone in your family might be able to see it. Like, I don't know what my grandfather, or my great grandfather was thinking. I have no idea. Like, I don't know anything about them, like, besides just seeing a photo. And I think it would be so awesome if I could hear him have a podcast with his best buddies. Like, that would be amazing. I'd love to hear what he was talking about, what he was thinking about. I have no clue. So, just for me, for that, like, the idea that someone in my family might listen to it, like, I don't know, someone might get value from it. I think that's what should keep you going because if you're focused on the metrics, it's going to be super hard uh, to succeed in it. Yeah. Now, you can't focus on any of that stuff because nobody is going to be watching. And I remember you saying before I even did this podcast, you were talking, I think it was on millennial you were like the 90 percent of of podcasters that that fail quit after like five episodes like they're they don't even get past five before they're done and i was just like i'll fuck that i'll just keep going because yeah exactly that and jesse said it too it's like i'm not doing it and i even started this whole journey the same way i'm going to document it from from rock bottom to the top it's a great project it's my project and uh years from now it's going to be there for who like family kid whatever who wants to see who i was and what i was about and the messages and you know nobody might get it now maybe they get it 50 years from now like whoa he was saying some good stuff that they were getting value from there or not, but it, it, that's it. It's the numbers because nobody is watching, and that's your opportunity to suck. That's your opportunity to, to make mistakes. That's like how you could just just go before you. Because then once you get popular, then they go back to those things and they start watching, and you'll get those views uh, that you're not getting now. But yeah, it's got to be a labor of love because uh, yeah, like it's hard to, to get that that um, that growth that you want and everybody wants it quick but i mean you see those non you know like very low views or listens you just kind of just, just put that aside if it's freaking 10 people and they really like it and they they actually message you saying wow this is really good 
boom, you did something, you know, you gave something. I'm, yeah. sh I'm shocked you actually are, took this project on because you have EM, you have everything else. I was like, wow, he's doing two podcasts now. <laughs> well, yeah, so it started off, um, and for people who are just joining in this episode, cause I, uh, I know you have a lot of, um, a lot of followers are diehard JV lovers, uh, and they're going to come in and listen for the first time. Uh, yeah, Sean and I started this on the Azith uh, page and on the NutriFit page, which is a, so Sean is a, um, owns a retail store, extremely large e-com store. Um, and we uh, distribute Azith on at Sean's store. And, you know, Sean and I started creating some content and we would do these lives like every Wednesday and it would be called the truth bomb. And this was something Sean was already doing uh, on his own personal um, Instagram page. And then we're like, well, let's do it together. So we'd have like a 10, 20 minute live and we just have a truth bomb and said, man, this should be a podcast. Like people, because like the problem with Instagram live is you go live and then it kind of disappears. Like no people, it's not content that's there forever. So we turn it into a podcast and now we've several episodes and it's a little bit different than what I do with Leo with Leo. It's more like we're very different kind of personalities, more about like just business entrepreneurship life. And like Sean and I see probably more eye to eye than I do with my other co-hosts, which is a, which is a good thing um, too, so that we have, more similar interests and it's more of the business, but also like the hard truth. Like, what does it take to actually succeed? Like, what is true? Like, what is smoke and mirrors? What's actually true? And we want to uncover the hidden truths, like how people actually get successful. And like Sean has his perspective on that. I have my perspective on that. And today we want to bring you on because you have an opinion. And that's how when we started this call, we're off air. And I said something about JB is that JB, you have a mission. Like when you speak, when you turn on your camera and you have your page, the Fail Academy, you have a mission about what the message that you want to relay. You have a message and not many people have that. You I mean, you have a page, an Instagram page and you're just saying shit, but you don't have a message. Your message is extremely unpopular and it rubs a lot of people the wrong way. It does. Um, and then some people really like it, but it doesn't matter for us. You know, Sean and I, we're not here. The PC police very far from it. Um, and it doesn't even have to be that we endorse opinions or not. It's just that we want to give you a platform to share that perspective because you have a message. I want to hear about that today and also kind of have you share like, what are some of the stuff that you've uncovered? Cause you've uncovered some crazy shit that you feel very strongly about um, that I want to give you the platform to speak about. We're obviously approaching an election. So that's one part of this, but also just having you share some stuff that you're like, dude, holy shit, that's blowing my mind away. And you guys need to hear this. So that's um, something for mine. I don't know, Sean, if you want to add something to that. Yeah, baby. I'm looking forward to this content. This is this episode. You got anything, Sean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just to piggyback off what uh, Pretty said, you know, with your, your following and your page, how you've, how you've grown that, you know, you found a lot of, a lot of people that have, you know, like-minded interests. So I think that's pretty cool, especially, you know, in, in this day and age with the election, people that are very far left, very far right. Um, I think that you found a pretty cool group that, that has similar mindsets. Um, and, and it's kind of hard to do like in, in this environment we're in today. Cause it's either, I feel like right now it's either one way or the other. And, you know, I think when you can find people that have similar, similar either values or, or beliefs and, and people can follow you, I think that that's really powerful. So I think, you know, what, what you have going is pretty cool. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I love it. I love my community. I, I, I'm passionate about being like a family, being a bond, being connected and, um, you know, helping people. And yeah, the, the, what's great about my community is like, once again, like, Hey, if you're going to join me, it's like, you're with me or you're not like, if you're not, if you can't handle this, you're gone. Like, so anybody who's in that environment, 
my community, you know that they're they're there because they want to be there and like they're they're searching for something and they might not agree with the things I'm saying, but they at least um, value it enough to say I want to hear more and I want to find out more and maybe this person could convince me otherwise. And that's the that's the real exciting part is when you have people that are not in agreement with you and that are totally disagreeing and arguing, but then you, you, you create that dialogue and you create that open mindedness to, to exchange, um, you know, ideas, exchange viewpoints, opinions, information, facts. Uh, it, then it just, it just creates that growth where everybody has the opportunity to learn. And I really don't get a lot of like, you know, hardcore trolls or hardcore, like, you know, negativity because it's just, Hey, it's not tolerated, but B it's like, I don't, I don't respond in those matters. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hardcore and you know, I'm direct, but I bring it and they know I bring, you know, like I'm bringing it with, you know, work behind it and I'll freaking, you know, if you want to challenge me, I'm willing to be wrong and I want to learn too. And I always make it clear. Like I want to learn if you have something to offer that can help the community, myself, any of us, you know, gain a better perspective, please present it. And all opinions are welcome. So I, I create that, that environment where it's, it's kind of safe and there's no, as the leader, I don't come in attacking people and I don't come defensive. It's like I've, I've fucked up many times as far as like, you know, information that I thought was true. And it, uh, it turned out that it wasn't. It's a lot of shit going on out there. So it's like getting the facts. It's a, it's, it's a big deal. So, but just to, to backtrack a little bit, um, I mean, like just to be straight, like when this all started, like, which is pretty much like January, February, like as far as the switch and the pandemic, I mean, let me just be transparent. I did not know any of this stuff. Like, I didn't know what the stuff was. I didn't know the deep state. I didn't know adrenochrome. I didn't know any of it. Like, it wasn't my world. And I wasn't a, um, I didn't watch TV pretty much ever. Uh, so I wasn't, in, like, informed, indoctrinated. I didn't know Pizzagate. I didn't know nothing. So that's what's, what's you know, really really cool about this is because I, I entered this really not knowing any and I wasn't political like I mean there was time 9-11 and then George Bush and I was also a Democrat I wasn't a Democrat but I voted Democrat in the sense of like Clinton um, I voted for uh, Al Gore against Bush the first time I voted for because uh, uh, I am a little older than you guys so I can go back that far um, I voted for uh, John Kerry against Bush the second time Obama and um, and then it, then it ended after Obama. It was it was it was it was Trump. Um, after that, because then it was like I started becoming aware of a Hillary being just not the person you want to see, and and also Trump just being like someone who's different. He wasn't part of their 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 culture. He, you know, I, as a New Yorker, I've seen him my whole life, and he's a winner. And um, and I was laughing in the beginning when he was uh, running, and even the day of the election, I was like, he's got no chance. Like I just did not even consider him even remotely having a chance of winning that election. And it just became like all of a sudden you're like, whoa, whoa, like he's starting to actually maybe actually make this interesting, and then it's like starts progressing. And you're like, could he pop? I don't want to tease myself, but like, I just don't want her. I didn't know if he was going to be great, but like, I just didn't want her. And, uh, and then he pulls it off. And then, you know, since then, you know, we'll get into it as far as that, but like, I really uh, didn't know any of this stuff. So when, when, when this stuff hit, I just dove into it 
and uh, I started just like becoming obsessed with learning the truth, obsessed with finding out what this all this shit was about. And then I just started discovering, and then you discover, and you discover, and you just keep going down these rabbit holes, and just like you know, hours and nights, you just you know, it's forever around the clock. And, uh, and then you start piecing things together. And it's, I mean, when you put the work in, you put the time, you, anybody can figure out what's going on. Anybody could learn this stuff. Anybody can find the truth. You just have to go and actually look for it and want to find it. You can't just be in your head like you know it and you don't want to hear anything else outside of that. So closed-minded people there or people that are programmed and indoctrinated from the mainstream media, they've they developed the, the opinions that have been fed into them. And it just becomes like a fascinating thing to see where you're like, wow, like what we're seeing now, now you're seeing people that are, uh, are just completely, you know, lost and they have no clue about what the truth is. But this stuff is like, you, it's hard to grasp. It's a freaking red pill that it's just hard to swallow when you, when you, the more you, you learn, the deeper it goes and the, the worse it becomes, it becomes like literally like like your absolute like worst scenario of what's going on and who's going to accept that who's going to even like like consider the fact that like this is what are you're saying is going on and has been going on and, and i'm like yeah and then we'll get into detail. Yeah, you'll have to tell people like what um because I, I think people like we know your content but so like you're referring to something like this has been going on like i think i know this is a long like pandora's box and we might need like 15 episodes for this but like some of the nuggets, like, so you're going in, you know, you're kind of the way you framed it now is like, hey, I'm kind of like someone that is, you know, not super political. I'm going to the scene. I'm kind of, you know, doing what many other people are doing in the country. I'm not asking a lot of questions. All of a sudden, something happens. I start asking a lot of questions and I uncover something. And you've referred to that something a few times. So you take us through your journey, but also like what, and there's a lot of things you've uncovered, but using this platform, um, I, I want to hear I'll, like- I'll what say the, the trigger. The trigger yeah, and, what, was, and what did you uncover really? Because that's the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is the trigger because prior to the Super Bowl, um, I was I was on Instagram and I come across this uh, this page. It was like you know a truther page, and I don't even know how I came across it. And this and then like actually a couple of pages I just somehow or another came across, and they were talking about get ready for the Super Bowl and get ready for the halftime show, and you're you're going to see all the symbolism, all the you know the the demonic symbolism that they put on for the halftime show that like nobody pays attention to. And, uh, and it's right in front of your face. And well, I was what, like, is the, what is the truth for people who don't know? Like, cause we have a totally different audience. Yeah. We have to just assume that nobody knows anything. Yeah. Cause I, you know, you don't want to get crazy. Cause then people are like, Oh, he's talking about that. No, shit. no, no. We, that's what it is. Yeah, this is, a, this is an opportunity for you to share your uh, perspectives. I know people will, I last time I had JB on one of our enlightened millennials and uh, show and people went nuts on that. <laughs> so much like, message many messages from people who just hated what you had to say and i was like guys this is a perspective but love just, it or hate yeah, it man. I wanna, I'm, we're uh, we're not pc here um but no this is not our view but we want to have you share yours i i love this platform you know this is this is a great idea you did it was a great opportunity to drop truth bombs so yeah there's talking about like the dim the, the, the satanic symbolism and the um the you know the child um you know pedophilia and the child trafficking and i'm just like what what are you talking about and adrenochrome there was i'm like what is adrenochrome i'm like what does that mean i'm asking questions like what does that mean what does that word mean and you know he's talking about all this stuff and i, I kind of i was like a newbie and i was kind of getting slapped around like man like if you don't know you gotta just you know you're not you gotta go freaking learn and so i was like whatever and then watch the show the, the halftime show 
And then like the next day, they started showing all the comparisons and all the symbolism that was going on. And they showed like JLo and she was putting out these signs and the, the outfit she was wearing had like the freaking this, the, uh, the, the satanic freaking um, horns, this, that, and the, the, whatever gestures, just to make it clear. And then they started comparing it to actual symbolism that, that it goes on. And I was like, holy sh-. And then they had these children in cages and, 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 all, and then above the aerial view of the actual stage, it had like the freaking the satanic symbol uh, outline of the stage. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like, you're like, whoa, like this really is like that. And this is that. And then I just like started asking questions. And then it, that was it. It was off and running. And, uh, and I just like, I wanted to know what was going on. And, and then it, like I say, like it, it just went so bad that, uh, like, where do you start? And once you learn, you learn one thing, the next thing. So I'll get into the, like a couple specifics, but, um, um, the next thing I did was I watched that uh, 10 part series called fall of the cabal. It's a documentary outlining the um the the deep state outlining the shadow government and the clintons and the child trafficking and how you know trump came in and the q movement and 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 all that stuff so i'm sure like everybody's heard of q at this point they're like a real mainstream thing even you know even the media is talking about it but (laughs) but then it became like this whole like real proven like undeniable um of culture the society of these these elites these these like satanic elites that they're all a part of the same club group and 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 establishing a new world order one world government is has been in their plans for decades and decades and then you go back you can go back to like a hundred two hundred years and you see how how it began so it's like it really did begin a long time ago but like if you want to start with like how it started really the the final phase they have a 16-year plan uh which was started with obama and it was supposed to end with hillary and they were going to basically run this country into the ground, create a civil war and um, establish a one world government, a one world currency, vaccinate and ship every person on the planet so they can monitor you. They can control you. They can um, they can just basically put you dictate exactly what you're allowed to do, where you're allowed to go and take away your sense into your free speech and your rights slowly, slowly and then quickly. And then this stuff started unfolding when the pandemic hit and it's like happening right before your eyes. And you're like, like this stuff that was already planned years ago and um, you're reading about it and now you're seeing everything unfold and then the media controlling everything. You're just sitting there like, holy shit, like I've got to like do something to, you know, contribute to stopping this, waking people up to what is actually going on. And you're the crazy one, but now you can't be the crazy one. Like even Prady said, he was like, I can't deny that this is something is really, really going on. That is not what we're there. They're telling us like, you're saying a lot of heavy stuff, but like I'm looking outside and I'm seeing a lot of the stuff you're saying is actually correlating to what's actually happening right now. And it's becoming like, you can't deny what is happening. And so, uh, and you know, the mainstream media, the propaganda, and then the government can, um, programs with stuff that you start uncovering files and projects and um, 
the, you know, the CIA, the FBI, like all this stuff they were doing to control media and propagandize the American public and, and the Nazis and how they controlled the, the propaganda. It's, we're just running a playbook that's right out of the Nazi playbook. Like if, if you want to know what's happening, just go to the Nazis and you could see from the very beginning how they established power and they did it the exact same way. They, they, they created these, uh, this, this um, division between the, you know, the, the, either religions or the races and they established these brown shirts that are became the, the SS, like the Nazi police. And they burned all the they burned all statues and books and history. They erased all that stuff. And then they started attacking citizens. And it's just like you're seeing it. It's just exactly the same process, the same playbook as, as Nazi Germany was when they came into power. And if you just if you look at it, if you're willing to look, you can at least learn and know what's coming and then actually defend against it and prevent it. But those who aren't willing to look, they don't even want to open a dialogue to actually consider talking. And that's the, the, the problem. But the absolute great equalizer in all of this that was never before is the Internet. So those who control media control opinion. They, are, they control what we think and how we feel about things. And they've always had that control. Like whether, you know, they've had the papers, the news, and the propaganda to control everyone. They don't have it this time. And that is the difference between winning and losing is that we now control the media. We, we can override their, their propaganda with actual truth. And that's why we are the truth, uh, the truth community, the, the truth, uh, the truthers. That's how it became what it is, is because digital soldiers, uh, they, we actually overran all the bullshit that they've been pumping out and showing the true stuff. And it's just like, they can't get a lie to, to stick. Like, it's like, it's literally debunked in like minutes now. Like they can throw something horrific out. And like within minutes, all these digital soldiers are freaking, they're debunking it and it's just done. It's like, it's rap and, and, and it doesn't stick. And that's how the people in the public are, have been able to actually become awake and distrust the mainstream media and actually realize that, uh, they're being led astray. And, and it's, and it's fascinating to see because we are actually uniting. You might not think it, but the majority is growing massively. Democrats and radical, I mean, left-wingers are switching over. And it's not about switching parties. It's just like, this is wrong. Like, what is happening here is so wrong on every level. I don't, lifelong Democratic politicians are like, I'm done with this party. Like, I'm not participating in this. I'm voting for Trump, and I want nothing to do with this, and everybody should join me. That's really freaking amazing to see. So, I mean, other people like the, the sheep, like some of our friends that we were talking about the other day, they just aren't willing to look. They aren't willing to open a dialogue. And that's the sad part. But the, it's, it's going to be a landslide. And, you know, they're going to try and rig it in every way, shape and form. But, yeah, it's going to be a landslide victory. And, uh, and you know, Trump, he is, uh, thank God, because he really is the only cat, you know, the only denominator that would have changed any of this because they're all politicians and they're all part of the same club and he's the only one that came in that wasn't he couldn't be bribed he has his own fortunes and he's a winner and he's a boss and he's not going to take shit from them and he's always hated the fact that that this country was being manipulated and and being taken advantage of from the 80s and he's made it clear back then when he had no interest in politics so he, he was just fed up with it and he said fuck this i'm going to i'm going to challenge this i'm going to take the shot and 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 take the people out because he knew it was coming too. So how are you guys as far as audience feeling that they could digest that? <laughs> That's a lot, right? So it's a big, a big monologue, but uh, I, I wanted to um, actually, you know, ask a, a few follow-up questions that I have, but I want to, Sean, I wanted to bring you in here because 
this is an episode that you and I, we, we had an episode about this where we talked more about the political landscape, pushing back, having an opinion, being able to stand for what, what you what you believe in. So obviously I've heard and had, you know, dialogues with, with JB before. Um, I want to hear from you, like what your initial reactions are, um, you know, hearing all of this and, and some questions you may have. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've kind of looked on my own a little bit, done my own research and kind of dove into some of the parts that you talked about. I mean, it's, it's hard to believe, like just when you, when you first think about it, you know what I mean? And it's really hard to, uh, to think that, that people running our country can, can possibly be that way. Um, because if they're doing that behind the scenes, you know, like of the greatest country in the world, like, like what else is going on out there? Like, it's just, like I said, it's just really hard to grasp. And, you know, I, I don't know, honestly, like in my personal opinion, I don't know what to believe anymore. Like, because they're, we're so, we're so brainwashed by, you know, social media, media outlets in general. Um, they have so much influence over the population that, that, you know, it, it's hard to make your own decisions. So to JV's point, I mean, you know, you have to ask your own questions and actually do your own research. Otherwise, you know, there's always going to be some sort of voice like in the back of your head from outside influences. And I think that's really important. Um, that's something that stuck out to me when JV was talking that, you know, you really, you really have to take it in your own hands to, to find out truth that you want to know. Yeah, a lot of this discourse has like really moved mainstream. I think with uh, Donald Trump's election, right? No matter how you feel, like a lot of these thoughts have um, moved mainstream. Like you mentioned, Q. Um, I, I just uh, picked up, and I don't know, I don't know where I was. I saw a copy of, I think it was like Time Magazine or something, that whole thing on like Q and the conspiracy theories and how it's going to, how people like this are going to manipulate the audience and how it's all fake and. And I, I want to address that, right? So I want to play devil's advocate about this because I, I know, like, one of the one of the things about if you feel strongly about a message, you're also prepared and ready to defend it, and also being able to do so really, like, really um, on objectively. And I always tell people, I think one thing that's a little bit different, and that's my personal opinion. I think many people on the right, like, we attack ideas, we don't attack people, and there's a difference, right? So that's how I feel too. I will attack ideas, I will not attack. Person. I think that's how that should be. So I want to hear from you, JB. So when you hear these things, because like for the first time you're hearing this thing, like adrenochrome, like drinking blood from children and then like all these symbols, you could also kind of say, man, this is really true. Like I can also go watch a Disney movie and say, well, that's a symbol for pedophilia. There's like Pizzagate happening. There's, you know, Wayfair, people like having children in like, like furniture. Like this is some crazy shit. Like this is a really, really, really big allegation. And as a lawyer, I, I always believe that you're you know, innocent and proven guilty. So I, I would love to hear, I know you've done research on this. So some facts where you feel like, hey, this is really strong as opposed to, you know, this could be this. And I know you've done your research on it. So for some of the audience that feels, hey, I'm, I'm skeptical about this. I sometimes feel skeptical about some of these things too. And I know sometimes we're like, well, I don't know if we want to embrace this or move away from it because maybe this hurts. I think a lot of people in the Republican Party feel this hurts the party by embracing these, these things openly. So I wanted to give you a platform too to share your ideas, but also to, to, to uh, she provide some evidence because I feel like we never um, give people who we don't agree with a chance to showcase their points, not to just explain their points, but also provide facts around. So um, and any, any type of things where you say, man, that's some real evidence that like people don't know about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to your point, like, yeah, it's like you do have to approach everything with an open mind to to say I could be wrong and um, I'm willing to uh, 
I'm willing to just go with whatever presents itself as being the definitive truth until it's proven otherwise. And at this point, if you collect enough information to conclude that something is is pretty factual, then that's what it is, in my opinion. But it doesn't mean that I'm incapable of of like like completely just dispersing that and and embracing uh, an opposite. Uh, opinion because I've been presented with the evidence to prove that otherwise. And that's the problem with most, you know, people, even truthers, you've just become so obsessed and fixated on, on what you have and what you know that you're, you just block, you don't even realize you block yourself off from even considering the possibilities. And there is always the possibility that all of it, any of it, and none of it could be uh, completely opposite of what we think it is. And that's 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 what I feel is a strength in, in in myself is being able to have that that's you know that that ability to to just accept or embrace new ideas and and hear other people out. And I'm always for just creating dialogue, and I always want to hear other people's opinions. Like if you're a complete like you know if you're if you hate Trump and you hate this, this and you don't believe in that and you think this is absurd, let's talk about it. And then what do you feel about what I'm presenting to you? And then show me what you could, uh, you know, provide to counter that uh, to show that, you know, why you feel so strongly about that. The hard part is, is, A, getting somebody to listen to what you're presenting and B, having them actually um, go and find, you know, information that will back their argument. Most people don't. Most people are just forming opinions because they heard it. You know, they just heard it from someone. They heard it from the friends. They heard it from the, the news. And now it's just like what they've, they feel is smart to say. And that's, you know, that's the problem. And that's what they, you know, that's what they count on as far as, you know, uh, controlling your your opinions and, and you, know, you have these smart people on the tv that are telling you this and you just feel like all right they're they, they know what they're talking about so it must be true so it's a yeah. it's a trick yeah so, no, so I'm going, going into that because i think one thing that will appeal a lot of people will say well a lot of them like when it comes to like for instance like like the science of it they try to do their best to like provide scientific evidence for like covid or climate change and you might not agree with it but there is they, they there is an effort at least to try whether that that those statistics are manipulated or not or is like up to debate <laughs> um so i wanted to hear from you man some of the stuff that um you've recently said right so like something there's a general movement towards a, a global world order under one government until like mass movement of people there's basic mind control there's a lot of propaganda going on so those are some really heavy allegations so i want to hear from you some of the stuff that you've seen um or are you like man this is like definitive like conclusion like I can draw from like some evidence that I have I'd love to look at this specific thing because it might change your mind I mean it's shit it just seems so fucking obvious when it's in your face but uh so okay so let's talk about evidence so now you're talking about like 10 years ago um, you know a, a, you know papers manifestos doctrine documents were written planning out this um this event and how it's called the Rockefeller Foundation. It's called the Lockstep uh, Papers, and this this whole uh, plan that's all been written out. So through the writing in the writings, ten years plus years ago, they talk about how to and in, in create a pandemic, a flu uh, pandemic that you know can, controls the population uh, with the masks, it eliminates rights, quarantines people, starts tightening the grip. Uh, then, uh, you know, starts ch making changes, starts enforcing like testing, uh, then, you know, silence uh, dis dis dissenters, censorship, control the media, 
then uh, next phase two, if there is um, like a rebellion, you know, people that start to rebel, then enforce uh, martial law. And then uh, we'll have a second phase where uh, you know it goes it goes away, and then the second phase is even harder, and it actually starts really um, causing uh, uh, deaths. And now you have the people under your control because now they believe you. Uh, then the next phase is crash the economy. Then the next phase is vaccinate everybody, chip them, and uh, and then establish a new one world currency, which would be on the chip. And all that stuff was written out. And then all of a sudden the pandemic hits and you're like seeing it unfold. And now, you know, Bill Gates is talking about vaccinating everybody. And then all of a sudden this ID chip is now in play and it's going to, you know, it's going to be amazing. And everybody's going to be, you know, how, you know, they'll have your, you have your, your medical records and you, you won't have to worry about that. And they're selling it. And, and then, the, you know, the mask and then the social distancing. And that's all like an indoctrination process. You cover the mouth. You, you're preventing people from communicating with each other. You're taking away identity and, and, and humanness. Uh, now we're all just kind of like a face with a mask on. It's, there's no individuality. That's all part of their symbolism. They, everything is symbolism with this, this, this cult. Uh, and, and then, uh, the social distancing, you're getting people to not want, like to be scared to touch each other. You're creating that. And it's also a form of like breaking you down like mentally because of the anxiety, the anxiety, the isolationism, the depression, uh, all that stuff plays a role in like softening you up to start introducing new ideas. Plus when you're home under quarantine, you're stuck in front of the TV and they're just pumping the information to you, to the average person. So all that stuff started happening. And then. You know, when you start seeing it and then you're seeing how the, the media is, is, you know, how they're, you know, they're selling a certain narrative, which is in complete contradiction to what is really true. And then you're seeing how the CDC and the medical fields are actually agreeing with it. And then you have the, like the medical doctor Fauci, who is, is instructing everybody to do certain things. And then it's the opposite. At first, it was, the, you know, don't wear the mask, this is wear the mask. So you're seeing all these red flags, even if you're not, even if you didn't read that, that manifesto. You're still seeing all these red flags and then people start coming forward uh, like um, virologists, like a, a renowned virologist uh, who's basically saying like, you know, Anthony Fauci has been, you know, poisoning people since the 80s. But I've been silenced. They put me in jail. Uh, uh, Judy Mikovits, that's the movie of the pandemic documentary that they made. I highly recommend it. Um, and, and they start showing the actual, like, what these vaccines are about and, like, the, what they cause. And they don't, they haven't helped really anybody, but just caused more damage to children. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's part of their depopulation. That's another part of their plan was to depopulate the world. So all that stuff is written and you see it and it's like, it's undeniable. So that's just one little tiny aspect of what the whole big picture is. And that's a big, tiny aspect. Like that's the huge, huge problem of that, you know, that you're seeing because it's happening and it's on a global scale. And uh, I just, I, I was convinced that the economy was going to be completely destroyed, bankrupt and done by spring of 2021. And it hasn't. And that's because Trump's and his counter plans actually were prepared for this. So then you start looking into the Trump, um, you know, his moves. Why is he a part of this? Is he not a part? There's a big argument about whether he's an actual, he's actually part of their movement and he's just playing a role. And when then, you say they, like, is it like who, um, who is that exact? Because we, there is the a deep there is state, a, the deep state being like, yeah. 
Everyone, the shadow government, like say, like, like, like right, so, Democrat or what, how, how do we how do we frame this? Like, well, they're in both parties, but like they really have taken over the the Democratic Party. But they were in both. I mean, like Bush and them, they were all part of it. That's why I always say I'm not a freaking a poli- you know, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat because they all were hor- horrifically corrupt. That's why I didn't you know partake in any of them. Uh, so Trump actually, he's the only one that was not one of them and he cleaned house and got the right people in and he removed judges and he removed, uh, you know, people that were running the, the, uh, the, the agencies, the FBI, CIA that were corrupt and he started putting in the right people to take this on. But when you say they, you could call it, there's a bunch of names, the deep state, the cabal, the Illuminati, the, the, um, you know, the, the Luciferian, uh, uh, cult, like they, they all represent the same thing. It's, it's, it's the 1% of the 1% population that control the world, the central bankers, the most wealthiest, powerful people in the world that you don't hear about, that their names are not ever going to be up in front, but they're the ones running and control. They put the politicians in, they, they groom the politicians. They're all just puppets. And then they start to influence the population and they just pull the strings from behind the scenes. So it is the 1% of the 1%, the elite. And they consist of, uh, you know, the bankers, the central bankers, uh, and the, the Vatican that's, that plays a role in this, the, the church, religion, they, they've taken over all of these institutions that pretty much control the entire world and influence uh, humanity. And we've all just kind of been dealt, you know, sold this idea and we just listen and think that they're, the, the, the things that they say are actually in our best interest. They're very powerful, right? Yeah. So they, they control like all the institutions. So I guess like one of my questions uh, to always counter this is like, if they're like so powerful, how did they let the Trump election happen? Like, why are they even worried about the election? Like, couldn't they just control the results? Then that, that like that's the, a great question because like, why did they just not stop like 2016? And and I don't, I mean, obviously everyone knows like but now I feel about the who should win the next election. Uh, but I, I I fear for it because I'm like, well, are they going to stop this one then from legitimately taking place? And why did they not stop the last one? Or was it they were just so blindsided like? Dude, this guy, if he just becomes a nominee, like, dude, this guy's a total joke, which I, I think that might be the case. I don't think anyone took him seriously. And, he, and then all of a sudden, he riled up his base. And if you look carefully, you know, this didn't start really with, with Trump. It started a little bit before where the Tea Party movement started actually back in 2009. And then 2010, the Republicans cleaned House, like, uh, in the House of Representatives. Then he took over uh, the Senate in 2014 and then obviously then by that time everything was kind of moved towards the tea party more populist part of the, of the party um so i guess like that's my question to you so we know there's potentially like a group of people that are very powerful and they're corrupt and that's i mean how corrupt they are that's obviously uh, we can debate but there's corrupt people at the top that's that's uh, you know we don't really necessarily have to debate that and they have a lot of power and so according to you what you're saying is they have control all levers of all institutions of america and the world so how do you feel about our democracy? Do we really have one? Like, is this election going to be legitimate? Um, does it like what are your thoughts around? Like, do we even like what's the? Do we even have power to go into the ballots and like casting a vote and making sure that it's counted? Like, what are your thoughts around this? Well, I mean, to what you said about 2016, that was their mistake. Like, that was the one over underestimating thing that they overlooked and did not consider was him actually winning and they just that was it like that was she was never supposed to lose like it was supposed to be hers and prior to that like bush and obama they set it up for her 
to have the control that he has now. Like Obama and Bush, they were putting in new executive orders, giving all the power to the president. And they were creating it under emergencies, under pandemics, under under wartime. And they had all these little uh, stipulations of like how the president was going to have like you know, on a, on a, unopposed authority under these conditions because they knew they were going to create those conditions and it was supposed to be set up for her to have. So now she doesn't get it and it goes to him who's actually going to take them out. They, they, in, in essence, they actually stuck the, you know, the gun in their own mouth because like they gave it to the wrong person and they didn't realize that. He, so he was never supposed to. Yeah, and they, that was a mistake. And I, I think they even say that they did rig that election. Even with them rigging it, they had rigged it. He had so much of a majority of, of votes that that he still wound up pulling it off, even with them actually having their hands in the rigged process, which is what they've said. And she started making a comeback towards the end. Um, but that's how much of a, um, a even with landslide it was for so they're him. They're not going to make this mistake this time, though, right? Like, what, what well, no, we they're going to. Well, well, first of all, Trump and hit in the military that he's got have been you know, planning all this and outthinking them the entire way. Like they're 10 steps ahead of the deep state. You got to realize too that the deep state or, you know, the power players, they've had the power for so long unchallenged that they've become complacent. They've become, uh, they just thought they could get away with anything that they wanted and it was always going to just be controllable and fixable until somebody who's actually smart and had the, the capabilities in the military and the intelligence to think it through you're realizing that there are 10 steps ahead of every move they've made and everything they've done thus far, even recently, it's, it just hasn't worked. It hasn't blown up. Like this pandemic didn't pan out. Nobody's really, uh, you know, none of this shit is really being accepted now. And, you know, the civil war that they're trying to create, like that's, it looks bad, but like people aren't, you know, look, going to go out and, and start, you know, taking on the, you know, the, 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 the radical left in, in war. Like the smart people like us, we realize that this, that's not something we're going to participate in. We'll defend ourselves, but we're not going to go out and challenge it because that's what they want us to do. So another thing that they uh, they want us to do is is going their way, and that's because people are awake. So uh, back to what you said on you know democracy and all that. No, like we, there really wasn't anything that we thought we had choices. We thought we had options. There really wasn't. It's just them. The one thing that they know is that a united population will defeat them every single time, and that's the one thing they fear is having a united awake. A population global whether it's a national global when you people are awake and they're united and they're not being you know manipulated by the veil that's their fear they can't defeat a united people and they know it they're the one percent we're the 99 they can't win so that's the only thing that they've been trying to contain is keep us contained keep us manipulated keep us under control and keep lying to us so we believe a certain narrative but once we stop believing in that and then once we realize what is really going on that's when things start changing and that's what's happening right now which is really really exciting to to be a part of because it actually is i've always been like all we need is just to get people to wake up and realize that they're one percent we're 99 you can't can't beat us we have the power but people just never realized it but they are now because it's starting to become infectious and it's starting to spread so that's what makes it exciting it's not doom and gloom anymore it was it was doom and gloom but now we're seeing the, the shift that's taking place and that's through social media through the the uh, the internet 
and then the power of it like the power of speech and the power of of ideas is so strong that that's why they censor us that's why they go through great lengths to block us take us down because they don't want these these ideas and these words being permeating in people's heads so yeah that was yeah the democracy and all the stuff they hit the universities they you know they groom they hit you young they you know they get you when you're young especially in the university and they just start grooming you and then the, the, the teachers and the professors and they just start indoctrinating students get you young and start teaching and brainwashing your head and then what you see in the media and entertainment and then if you go into the symbolism with the hollywood god it's everywhere the, the, you know the symbolism in hollywood is just everywhere and then the pedophiles we there's so much we, it's going to be like a five episode series to talk about the things that are actually happening on a grand scale the pedophilia is just that's just the most hardest thing to accept is that people on these levels they 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 taunt children and they actually rape and torture and 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 do horrible things to children that how do you get people to, to grasp something like that you, you, it's, it's it's too much of a shock and that's why it had to be introduced kind of over time see like we've all been kind of exposed to the pedophilia networks because of Wayfair and because of all the soldiers that are showing it so it's not so shocking anymore when people are going to start seeing what the real truth is it's going to be shocking but it's not going to be like unable to keep comprehend and, and process because you're seeing it you know like the seeds have been planted that this shit's going on and it's going on at, at the top levels all right go, go ahead Sean I know uh, you might want to chime in yeah, I mean, I had I had a couple of questions that I was thinking about when you mentioned, you know, some people that that start to look into this, and you know, they see President Trump with Jerry Epstein on, you know, taking plane trips with them. How I guess how how would you say or like tell somebody to to figure out like whether or not President Trump is like possibly involved in this? Because like, how what's your what's your response to seeing President Trump with that guy? Because um, obviously he's like one of the main people behind this. So it's like, how do you determine who is actually involved in this and who's not? Um, because it, it just depends where you get your information from. But, you know, it's really hard to determine like who's who's good and who's bad, honestly. Yeah, I mean, th that that's that, you know, like, especially for me, it was it's it's a red flag that I was making note of. Like, I, I had my red flags and my red flags for for Trump was definitely his association with Epstein. Um, the other red flag was his um, uh, having uh, Anthony Fauci be the, you know, the, you know, the, the, the country's doctor and advisor where I just, you just know that he was as corrupt as they could possibly be. And he, he was a part of that, that whole system. I'm like, how does Trump allow this guy to keep continually to send people down this, this road where he's telling us what, what we should do for our health when it's, it's the complete opposite. So that was a red flag. Right. Uh, and then the third red flag was um, his, um, and then this is the touchy situation, but like his uh, association with Israel and Israel is very, they're just, a, you know, nobody ever talks about Israel, but like they're, they're a, a controlling factor in a, in a lot of things that happen in, in America. And a lot of these, these elites, they, they are, you know, they're interconnected with, with Israel. So to looking down that road, it's, it's something you have to just question as to, okay, well, if he's so close and associate never says a bad thing about Israel and he just, you know, he's always, you know, claiming to be the, you know, the, the biggest ally, what does that mean? And so those are the three tops for me. And, uh, and I had to sit there and, and it, there was a while in the beginning with all this where I was just like, I don't, 
know where Trump stands. I don't know his position. I just and I'm not and I'm not going to sit around and wait for him to show whether he's good or bad. I'm just basically saying everybody is part of this now and we just need to be a pot as a people. We need to unite and we need to, to to expose the truth and just stand for our freedoms. Because regardless, even if Trump is or isn't, it's still our responsibility to, to you know, to defend our own rights, defend our freedoms and to 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 make sure the constitution is upheld and to to not allow our, our rights to be violated. Whether he is or isn't, you, you can't just sit and allow yourself to be uh, bullied and pushed around, intimidated into giving up your rights, like regardless. And that's what people needed to be awakened to was that you don't wait for saviors. You don't sit there and just wait. Let's. That's how we got in this mess by just letting the government handle it and just letting the letting them you know take care of everything and they'll promise us this and that. No, like you, it's not right and this is wrong on every level, especially in the beginning. What they were doing to us as far as just telling us these laws like we couldn't do this and we can't do, can't go to church, can't go to the beach. And I'm just like what. Who, where is this written anywhere? And and people just accepted it because someone on TV with a suit on, an authoritative figure said, this is what it is and you'll get arrested if you don't do that. But then the riots happen and they let people just go out and loot, but they don't get in trouble. So you, you're like, what is really going on? And it's up to us to say, no, this is not right. This isn't true. And I'm not going to accept this. So yeah, like, I think that's, that's how I feel. About it. You know, so I, I, I still struggle. Like I don't, I don't, I don't honestly don't agree with all the, all those aspects, but I, I'm glad that you mentioned this. Like for, for, for example, things like um, conspiracy around 9-11 or Israel, like I don't necessarily believe in those things, but I think it's good to, for you to present those perspectives. I think where I personally stand on this is that I believe in America and like the constitution and I believe in the, the social experiment that is America. And then the concept really being um, in America, that the, the way the founding fathers had written our constitution is the idea that we have natural rights that predate government. So they come before government. So that our rights don't come from government. Government is there to protect our inalienable rights that come and predate from nature, that come from God or from nature, wherever it is. And we've had those before um, government. And so there's a change in judicial philosophy that has happened over time where the government is there not to protect our God-given rights, but there to create rights and take it away from us, where we've basically politicized every aspect of American culture, including the Supreme Court, which I think, um, you know, you look at an example like Roe versus Wade, like super, um, you know, big contention for the left and right. And I think why a lot of people take qualms with it, including myself, is not because, you know, you hate women or anything like that. That's, that's total bullshit. It's because this idea that the judiciary and the Supreme Court is now basically an arm, a political arm. So the concept being that if we can't pass anything through like the, the people, through like what they want, what they voted for, we can ram it through the Supreme Court. And that's not what conservatism is really about. The concept is there just like government is there to protect our God-given rights. And then when, once government creates those laws that protect those rights, if, are they constitutional or not? And the Supreme Court's only there to interpret those laws. That's what the Federalist Papers were all about. And that has changed, right? So everything's super political um, over time. And I think that's where, for me, it comes in where you pose a great question. Where did this come from that we can't go out? Like we can't, we can't um, go to a restaurant where we have to wear a mask or that's manly. Like there is no, nothing in the constitution that's explicitly written. And I always fear that because if it's not written anywhere, it means that everyone left and right can just create any laws and can now like we, it basically means we have no rights. If this doesn't come from the government, we just have no rights. It basically means like after COVID-19, what I've come to understand in America, people here don't have rights. We just don't. 
We don't. We only have rights insofar as the government allows us to have those rights or not. And that's a fundamentally different concept than the way this country was started, right? So yep. we have the, the rights of life, liberty, and property. Those things were inalienable rights. Now it's like, no, you don't. If the government says you have those rights, then you do. But the minute the government says you don't have it, you don't. It's gone. And I feel like this is what I feel is very scary. And people don't, they just don't, they don't think about that. You know, they, they don't understand this concept. Everyone's like running like, oh man, we need to fill the seat with like someone who's going who's gonna to promote this laws or that was like, that, that's not the role of the Supreme Court. You know what you're asking for. Um, and that to me is extremely dangerous. It's not their role. Like, that's not how our founders saw it. Um, but you also see people forgetting our own history. Uh, people forgetting the history of America, what this country is about. And that to me is the biggest fear, right? And so you have, then you have things like these undertones and you're going to have a movement like you where people are going to question everything. Like, what the fuck's going on? And I think that's right. a natural outgrowth of people who call themselves patriots and say, guys, like, what the fuck is going on here? And I don't agree with all, all that stuff, but I do think it's natural for that to happen. It's natural for people to question. If you don't question this, um, then I, I suggest people pick up a history book and like start learning and reading the Federalist Papers and read those dialogues. There's a lot in there for how government should work and how our founders intended it to be. That's not there, man. That, that's what worries me most. Just read the Constitution and just start there. Read the Constitution. But like your point is great because you could just eliminate everything I just said up to this very moment and just like pretend you didn't hear any of it and just start with, I'm going to like defend my rights. I'm going to defend the Constitution. I'm going to defend my freedoms and just start there. And just you can just eliminate all that other stuff. You don't have to go down rabbit holes. Yeah. All you got to do is just, you know, like look at your your Constitution, look at America, look at freedoms, how those is founded, what you are, your rights, and, and like make a decision to, to, to defend that. And you and I have had that discussion many times where yeah. it's like you can't give an inch. Like we've given way more than inches, but like, like exactly, you can't give an inch when it comes to your freedoms and your 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 god-given rights and like they are literally just like abolishing the constitution they're just and they've even said in these other countries it's bananas but they were just like you know we're, we're going to move towards not exactly ex um um accepting the you know the the common law rights anymore because we're in a you know a, a pan emergency situation it's like what you're not going to accept uh, common law rights like you're not going to accept you know life liberty pursuit you're not going to live you know like don't you know like like this is what human rights are like human rights and that's going out the window now so like you can't even get that and much less just get like you know your other rights so They're yeah that's that's the big that's the big problem that's what gets me fired up is that people are uh, allowing this to happen and you can't and if i got to stand by myself and and fight it and that's why i'm defiant in everything they say because i know the fucking masks don't prevent any virus the science has already shown that it doesn't pro, pro, uh, prevent a virus from because it's the virus particle is too sm small enough to get through there so that's not doing anything and yet they're just you know going to keep harping on this for control no i'm not participating in that and so yeah, I, won't. I guess like a good a good thing to that i'm gonna ask a question to both of you guys like is the silent majority too silent is that a bad thing or a good thing because you have one thing you just mentioned is you know we're not gonna look i, I think they're trying to bait a lot of us into like participating in these riots and like i, I don't we, we don't we have a job like i have to go to work in the morning so i don't have time for like <laughs> riding at like 2 p.m in the afternoon like i don't know where they get the time to do that but even if I had the time, there's a lot, I, I don't want to participate in the destruction of my own country. But so one of the aspects is, well, one of the good things from the right is we're not going out there and destroying things. So it's kind of good that maybe, you know, silence is like seen as a good thing. But do you think we're too silent? Is the silent majority being silent for too long? We keep talking about, well, silence was like, but for one part, I've also been a little bit 
um, a little bit critical. Um, and I don't know all the facts, I'm not in government, but like, you know, the Trump presidency not and his administration not acting maybe strongly uh, during the riots. I feel like they could have done more. And I feel like there was an absence of law and order. And I obviously see our president who I have great respect for and just tweeting out and has like, guys, like what is their country's burning? We gotta take more action. And this concept of was like, we as you know, more on the right, we are more proper, we're more, we, we don't engage in those things, we will debate you. Um, and I think that's a good thing. So I support, you know, debate, I support ideas, but do you think we need to have more debates? Do we need me uh, more outspoken in being more vocal? Um, or do you think, and I will never, I, I don't, this has nothing to do with um, doing what they're doing. I think we should never do that. We should never do that. But should right. we be more vocal? Is that, is the voice missing from the right? Are we too silent? Like, what, what are you guys' thoughts wrong? I mean, go ahead, Sean. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I, I think it is. I think we are too quiet, honestly. Um, I think a little bit plays into, or what plays into it in, in my mind is that, you know, people are, we talked about this on our live po uh, last podcast, Brady, people are, are kind of afraid to speak up. Um, and not everybody is like, I guess, playing that leader role where like, all right, I'm going to take a stand. Now you guys get behind me and then we'll all speak up. I, I think that we're definitely lacking um, leaders in that aspect, or at least, at least I haven't really noticed too many yet. So it, in that regard, yeah, I definitely think that, you know, the majority of us are, are too quiet. Um, and to be honest, like, I don't, I don't really know what the answer is or how to get people together, you know, to, to stand up against something like this, because, you know, none of us have ever seen this before. So it's yeah. definitely like uncharted territory. And I, I think that's part of the reason why, you know, we don't have, um, a loud voice in this because it, it's so unknown and new like this has never been seen before so it's it's just i don't know it you know it's it's kind of like a loss for words when you don't really know what to say you know what i mean yeah i, I agree almost. yeah you feel ashamed almost i think a lot of republicans we feel scary like I, I'm, I'm sure all of us like we're on this podcast we're like fuck is I said, who's going to hear this? Are they going to fucking hate us for saying this? Is it going to affect like my business? That's the first thing I think. And that's, and that's yeah. like so weird, right? Because what are we talking about? We're talking about, Hey, we should be worried about like pedophilia. Like that's uh, hopefully the whole country can get behind. Like that's a bad thing. But saying this, you get labeled as like some weird, like conspiracy theorist. So it's like, I feel like we're almost like, cause I go, I have a couple of buddies and, and we, you know, we, we, you know, get a couple of drinks, but whenever we're talking about any right wing stuff, especially Massachusetts, extremely liberal, like we automatically lower our voice. And I was like, guys, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is America. Yeah. By, by us, like, this is America. Like, we shouldn't lower our voice to talk about our just general political issues. Like, what's the problem? But we all do that. Um, so I feel like, why is the right so afraid? Like, we're afraid. And I feel like there's a fear always about like, social authorization something going wrong losing our job losing customers over this sean was talking about how we lost a couple of customers for taking a, a, a very common sense stand on something which i think is totally ridiculous but why are we afraid and what do you think about it about this what you're saying makes people so scared like, and, and, and what and I, that and the second question i have for both of you guys is what's life look like for this movement after trump because if it wasn't for trump this would never be we would not be speaking about this so many it would be like a fringe thing totally but this is because of Trump isn't has the presidency now, so this is giving more, um, you know, more attention. So I guess the wrong question: Why are we so scared? Um, and then second is like, what happens after? Trump? I mean, I've I've been asking that question and just shouting it out: Like, what are you people doing? Like, start 
saying like stand up and say you know make yourself known as far as you, you're not accepting this not accepting not in a sense of saying going out and and fighting with the people but like let's just say new york for example because i'm a new yorker i mean like you have those the governor cuomo and the, the mayor de blasio like they literally just like like they they let the city completely get destroyed they encouraged the looting they you know they did you know like tyrannical um enforcement on you know on the good people and they let the bad people just run free and and, and i'm just like how are you people in new york supposed to be tough you're supposed to be like new yorkers how are you allowing this to take like like i'm not saying you go after the the, the the looters you go after the leaders like you should be demanding the removal of the leaders like create the movement to get them out of uh, office because you're the boss of them and they just don't have the the you know the capacity to actually get loud and the the, the, the radical left that's what they live on they live on loud noise screaming yell and and make it you know as as, as boisterous as possible it's that's their mo and it is it is a tricky thing, and it is kind of like something definitely like too quiet and too passive. And I, I I call them pussies. I'm like, you know, you guys are you know this whole you're just like soft pussies, just letting yourself get pushed around. But to that extent, you're seeing the silent majority become now they're not silent anymore. Like and and it's and it's all in like these in the things that you don't need to shout. Like let's say for instance, um, like boycotting. The, uh, the, uh, the, the Netflix, because they have that, uh, that pedophile, um, you know, movie and they support pedophile and all that. So then that, that stock is dropping and then boycotting <laughs> the, um, the NFL, they just lost like, you know, 30% ratings, the worst they've ever had because of what they're seeing in the, in this, in, you know, like to defend, you know, like disrespecting the flag and, and all that stuff. And let's just face it, whether you like it or not, but like the black lives matter movement is in Antifa is it's a terrorist movement. It's a, it's an actual, you know, a bullying movement that is run by Marxist communist socialist leaders that if you want to research the people who created it, they, that's where their, their whole motive is, is from a Marxist point of view. And that's what they're trying to enforce. So skip that. But, um, yeah, speaking out. So now the other thing is you're seeing the people that show up to the rallies. You're seeing those boat parades. You're seeing, um, you know, inspired, uh, um, you know, people that are doing it in the right way. They're doing it in the in the peaceful way. But it's it's a, it's like a symbolic way of showing like we do have the ability to just, you know, form together and crush uh corporations crush uh, uh movements because we have that power and that comes from the dollars too like if we're not going to fund your your institutions you're going to go bankrupt like you'll be out of business if we all choose to just not participate in your uh you know your league your this your that and that's powerful so it comes in in different forms and then it also comes when you show up but yeah uh, speaking out against it, it should have been a lot more. And I think Trump was asking for that. He's even said, he's like, you know, you know, you, you guys could be a little bit more vocal about, you know, about these injustices and then these tyrannical uh, governors and mayors that are, uh, you know, destroying the city. But also real quick is that he had to allow those individuals, those corrupt individuals to expose themselves. So he played it smart. They wanted him to come in there with the National Guard and start taking over so they can portray him as a dictator, as a tyrant, and watch how people get hurt, and they'll film that and give him that light. He backed off and said, you're in control of your state, you're in control of your city, I can only come in through like an executive order, but like I'm not supposed to come in and take over. It's your job, and I'm going to allow you to 
call the shots. And that's what he did. Even though it was like to the detriment of like, you know, cities and, and destruction, he said, you're running the show. So he let them expose themselves. And now we see it. The people see like these mayors, these governors, these, you know, these politicians, they're, they're the ones that are, have, that allowed this to happen. They're, they're the ones that encourage this stuff. And now they're blaming Trump for it. And it was like, wait, you're the boss of your city, your state. It's your responsibility. You don't point fingers. So now they are exposed. So it, it was done for a reason, and, it, and they wanted him to take that bait. He didn't take it. You know, what's funny about that, too, you mentioned the governors and the mayors, um, like how it's on their shoulders now. Uh, you know, when, when the rioting first started to happen, I would go on Facebook and look at like a news feed showing, you know, rioting or burning buildings. And a lot of people would be like against Trump on it. Now I'll look at posts like that or feeds, and I'll see the comments, and it's a lot of people against the mayors and the governors now. Like it's completely flip-flopped. Um, and, and the more and more I see it, the more this goes on, the more people are like, no, wait a minute, fuck that. It's, it's the governors. These guys are letting this happen. Like Trump doesn't have a say in this. You know, exactly. Trump's let them handle this on their own time. And now I, you can just, like you said, you can kind of see that the, the switch is flipping. Um, yes. You know, you mentioned that earlier. It's brilliant. I mean, and I'm not, I mean, brilliant because it's terrible, but it's like, it's like he's playing yeah. their game and playing it so much better than them. Yeah. And, and, and now that's it. Like the people see it. You can't just tell people the truth. They need to see it. They need to feel it. They need to experience it in order to believe it. And that's what's taking place. Like everybody's seeing it They're You know, they're seeing all the reels because the news was never reporting these riots as being rights. They were reporting it as protesters, peaceful protesters that have the right, you know, to demonstrate. And they were like you know, murdering people, destroying buildings, blowing things up. And they weren't acknowledging that. Now they have no choice but to acknowledge it. And that on top of that, they're the ones that encouraged it. They're the ones that allowed it. So who are you going to blame? You can't blame no one. It's the spotlight is on you. And now criminal charges are going to be coming their way. So um, this is Trump. I think like um, where I think the mainstream, like common, a lot of Americans are like not happy with Trump's performance on on COVID-19. And I think what this has done is actually help Trump because the focus is now much more on law and order. And I think where Republicans are just stronger in that, like in the suburbs and like where the Republicans lost a lot of ground during the midterms, which was the suburban voters, they lost a lot of ground there. Um, and I feel like by focusing on law and order, it, it helps the Trump administration so he doesn't have to focus on COVID because of, and the way that this has been played by the mainstream media was like Trump was a total like disaster in COVID, which is totally debatable. Um, so I, I think this, uh, th- this will hopefully um, help him. Um, so I guess another follow-up question, which I just asked is like, what, and I have um, one or two more after this, but like, what happens now, after, like once, once after four years, like say Trump wins, what happens after four years? Like what happens to this movie, movement? What happens to the Make America Great Again movement? Because what people don't understand is like, this is not about Donald Trump. This is about the movement he represents, right? So like, there's a difference between Democrats and Republicans, like Democrats, take him literally, but not seriously. We take him seriously, not literally. So like, it's not about Trump, right? So when Trump says, guys, they're not attacking me, they're attacking you. Um, that's what they're attacking. So what, what, happens to, what happens to all this? Like, JB, what are you gonna do with your channel? Like after this all, you know, we, we might not have a candidate like Trump ever again. After four years, what, what happens? Like what happens to this movement? Okay, I'm gonna answer this and then I gotta, I gotta run because I got someone's late for me. But yeah, this is not just about a four year thing. This is not just about like, hey, winning an election, like what he's doing is setting the stage for like the long term game, the long term future. And when you really start seeing the moves that he's making, setting this up, 
for the next four years, then it starts becoming clear and you start seeing how he's actually planning to really um, take back control, to, to make America great again, to give the power to the people, to, to dismantle this whole deep state cabal, which he's actually doing, you know, him and other leaders of countries are, have to participate in this. So um, he's changing the economic system. He's going to move us out of the, the central banking system and back into gold. He's going to, because that whole system was a slave system. Uh, you know, the central banks, the Federal Reserve, he's removing all that. So like he's setting the stage, he put his people in place. So now these next four years, he's going to, he's going to, put us in infrastructure is going to be built the jobs are coming manufacturers coming from china our military is being built and then the people are being exposed have been exposed to all these wrongdoings they're never going to allow the, the, this to happen again once you take this out and you show people the good stuff and you show people how like what they could have been the people are going to look around and they're going to be like wait we've could have had this the whole time like we could have been prospering the whole time and yet this is how it's been run. We're never going back. Like they're never going to accept that that idea ever again. Um, as far as just being this controlling system, the slave system, the, the central bank system. So I mean, it's not going into into all the economics of it. But yeah, he's planning for the long haul. And uh, right now, it's 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 actually in place to go in that direction. Uh, he has taken over the Fed. He is uh, removing us out of that. Um, we are going back to a gold-backed um, uh, system, so I would definitely suggest buying gold, which I um, am going to be doing as well, because uh, gold is definitely going to be—it's already been like on the rise. But the paper dollar was—it was, was, was never meant to be the, the full uh, long—you know—it was never meant to be a long-term thing because there's nothing backing it, and uh, and so now we're going to go back to the, the gold standard. So yeah, we're going to remove these corrupt uh, politicians and these leaders. We're going to expose them, or he is. We are together. And, and then people will see the truth. The Great Awakening, they will see what is true. But, like, he's actually uh, going to eliminate payroll tax. And, like, the IRS could be, like, gone. Like, why do we need the IRS? They're just there to, you know, to, to collect for the banks. Uh, you know, like, we pay our taxes when we buy stuff. Like, why do we got to have to pay the income tax on top of that? We weren't supposed to. It wasn't supposed to be like that. It's actually, th think about that. Think about actually having your, your full paycheck. Um, think about how great, and that's actually happening. Right now, it's on like a temporary holiday, they call it. But um, yeah, now my phone's blowing up. I got to run, but guys. But uh, yeah, he's going to make that permanent. Like the stuff he's doing, when you really look into it, I highly suggest anybody who wants to really be educated on the, the, the facts, start listening to the X-22 report. Um, he's actually been taken down off of YouTube because he speaks the truth. But he doesn't talk about conspiracies and he doesn't talk about only, he just talks about what's happening things that are happening moves that are being made um you know all this criminal uh, investigation that's going on with with Durham and the, and, and the uh, AG bar um the real good stuff real good educational stuff that really um gives you the foundation of what is actually taking place that they don't talk about x22 report definitely listen to that he's got a podcast every day he 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 he, he puts it out there and it's good stuff um and uh, and yeah let's do this again guys like you know this is just yeah, a, yeah, yeah. one beginning you, uh question yeah i know you have to run um quickly where can people find your stuff uh instagram is, is my hub my home uh at the fail academy at the fail academy uh on instagram uh youtube i'm on there as well i'm just you know I, as far as building that up uh it's, it's you know it's kind of a different animal you got banned from TikTok, right? weekly podcast i'm sorry what did you get banned from tiktok are you still on there oh i'm banned from tiktok i'm no longer allowed on there <laughs>
Chinese yeah, the Chinese didn't like my content. They banned me permanently. And that's fine because Trump shut them down anyway because they were spying on all of us. So yeah, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook, but I would definitely hit me up on Instagram. You could DM me, throw comments. Um, weekly podcast, you can uh, look me up on uh, Apple iTunes or Spotify, any of the platforms. My podcast is weekly. And it pretty much just goes through this stuff on current events and, and how things are progressing and get into the deep, deep stuff. Um, it's a crazy stuff. Awesome. So, awesome. Well, uh, JB, we'll let you go. Appreciate uh, it. And, uh, we'll, uh, definitely, um, have you on sometime again, man. Appreciate you having me. I'm honored to be here and glad you guys are doing this and, uh, I'll have you on my, on my uh, podcast. I mean, you've been on a few times already, Prady, and then, uh, we'll, we'll just, uh, just keep wrapping it out and spitting truth, dropping awesome. bombs. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, Sean, I'm going to continue for a few more minutes and then, but JB, We'll let you go, man, and have a good rest of your night. And uh, thank you, brother. Thanks for thanks for sharing All your time. All right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, John. So I just wanted to uh, as our first guest on on the Truth Bomb. So I wanted to just get your take on it. I know this is uh, definitely going uh, on a on a triple a triple podcast. It almost seems like uh, we're almost, <laughs> almost one and a half hour. Uh, deep into this, but I wanted to get your quick take um, on it for our audience that uh, is used to just listening to us, getting another guest on. What, what are your thoughts around all this? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, like like we've talked about, I feel like you, you just have to do your own research. I mean, uh, it's hard to believe in general. You don't want to believe it either. And especially with people, certain celebrities, like people that I looked up to, you know, growing up, like certain movie stars, whatnot, being involved in something like that. Um, it's it's something that I, I don't really want to believe, but you know, I as far or as like outlandish as uh, Trump is and how he speaks and, and and carries himself, I think he he's also like one of the best people for the job to take care of this. We talked about this the, the, on uh, one of our last podcasts. He's the best man for the job. Um, and it, you mentioned right before JB got off that you know what's going to happen after if he does win after the next four years. And I think there's there's a few um, conservatives that are kind of rising through the ranks, like Candace Owens, in my opinion, is, is very um, outspoken. And I like the policies she talks about. And she kind of has the same mindset as Trump. And honestly, it's she's a female. Um, she's African-American. You know, I she, she would be a good fit. Um, I mean, we'll see in the next four years. But, you know, I think there there's plenty of good candidates that can fall in his footsteps. So I think if he does win, he'll definitely um you know pave the way for whoever takes it takes over for him right right so i guess like um asking to follow up this is timely um what what do you think is going to happen with the with the supreme court you think so trump's going to fill the seat as as we know um what are, you, what are your thoughts around that do you think that's a good political move on his part should he wait or what, what are you what is the the sean uh, sean uh, verdict on this uh i think he will Personally, I think he will do it. And I, I don't think he's going to, to care what Pelosi or, or anybody else has to say about it, honestly. Um, I think personally that it would be best to do it now. I mean, I guess it, it might be a mess if Biden does win. I don't think he's going to, but um, I think it's best to just fill the seat now and, and, you know, get it behind him, you know, especially while he's still as the sitting president. So that's kind of how I feel about it. I think he should do it now and I think he will. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I don't see any, honestly, I don't see any reason for waiting. This is the president's vested power to nominate Supreme Court justices. There's an argument that obviously Republicans didn't want to do it, you know, last time uh, during the Obama presidency uh, when, when Garland was selected. But one big difference that people forget is that 
um, the Republicans had a majority in the Senate at that point, and people, right. you know, elect the Senate purely. One of the biggest functions, of course, is to you know nominate and also approve of judges that the that, that the, the president you know uh, wants to put forth. So I think that in this scenario, I don't see any reason. I think it's a good thing actually that he does it now. I think not doing it and even waiting will just cause more mess and more problems. Right, right? So right now, it's going to be settled and it's not going to affect the election really. Uh, in in a positive or negative way, and and it's going to be settled. And I and I think it's um, I think it's a good thing. And, and you know, one thing always with with, with Trump, and I, that's like, I feel like you sh- people just people abandon him really quickly. Like I feel like in the government, like people just he's alone a lot of times. And like people ask why does Trump do all these rallies and stuff? It's like because that's all he got. <laughs> like if it's not for his base, like he needs that because he gets shit on ev- from everyone. Like even his allies, they just abandon him whenever it's convenient. They're not. Like they're with him when it's not convenient, they leave him. So like all that Trump has is his base. So if you're listening or watching this right now and you feel strongly about how, you know, the direction that the country should go and you believe that the direction it has been going for the past four years has been positive, you know, show up and don't be so silent um, anymore because, you know, the, the president, but not only the president, but his movement needs us because this is really a populist movement. And I know the word populism has a very bad connotation for a lot of like liberal elites, but it's not, it means that, we as people have still have power and that we don't know how long that's going to last, man. At some point we might not have any. And Donald Trump needs these rallies <laughs> just like we need him. He needs them because that's all he has. Everyone abandons his side, like literally every person from even the people like that are on his political party, like they just don't care. Like when it's not convenient, like I said, they just leave his side. So he needs this. So that's why I always feel like I'll, I'll always watch like any rallies I can. It just is like, and, he, and he's very big on his crowd size. People don't understand why, because he, he's like, guys, this is, this is all I got. And that's really important in an age where politics about creating coalitions and all that stuff. And Trump's like, fuck this shit. No one's with me. I'm alone. And all I need is my base. So I always felt that was a very powerful statement. And that's why I'm always uh, hoping that, you know, we use this platform to encourage people to speak up. And when I say, don't be a silent majority anymore. I never want people to misconstrue. I totally, absolutely renounce and I think totally disgrace like people who call about like to have any violence or dem- I, I don't want to agree with any of that. I think that's absolutely like disgrace. I think what I'm talking about a silent majority is like, hey, it's okay to voice your opinion. Um, be able to say, hey, I believe in this or in that. Not being to be having to be silent where you're just like, dude, I can't say what I believe in because I, I'm it's just whatever, like we're like, we'll be a total pariah. That is where I believe that silence is bad, but you know, yeah. you don't necessarily need, well, you shouldn't at all like go on the streets. Like what the left is doing right now is like, you know, I'm going to stack our bodies on the street of the Supreme Court. I was like, oh, this, this is just totally ridiculous. I hope right. we never stoop to that level. <laughs> so, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And also I wanted to point out like why I think he's the right man for the job, whether you love or hate Trump, he has like the most pressure I, like I've ever seen on one person's back. And 99.9% of people would crumble if they were in his shoes and he still executes and he still gets stuff done. And that's, that's ultimately why I I think he, I mean, he's the guy for the job just because, you know, so many people hate him. It doesn't matter. Like he could, he could post the best tweet. He could, you know, make the best peace deal and people still shit on him and he still executes day in and day out. And I, I've never seen anything like it, honestly. Um, Just how many people hate him for anything he does. It's, It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I can imagine like how much shit he must take. Like people, I know people who can't take a little bit of bullying on, I mean, we're in the supplement space and people are super crybabies. Like, you know, like yeah. happens, they're crying about it every day. I mean, man, this guy is uh, made to call himself on Trump and I have a tremendous amount of respect. He just doesn't give a fuck. And he just, yeah. like, I mean, he, he does shit. He does so much shit. <laughs> I was like, and I think sometimes I think we're talking about this. I think it just, 
allows him to do real stuff and like not have people worry about it because they're focused on other shit. But yeah, I got a tremendous amount of respect for his energy. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's some uh, trying times for the country. Um, yeah, I want to conclude on, uh, on that note, man. I think, um, you know, just to close, uh, just as a disclaimer, obviously we'll bring people on the show and we, um, Sean and I like don't necessarily have to endorse those views. Um, we don't, or we do, we don't. That's a personal thing. We provide perspective. I've been saying this from day one. Right. Um, no, we release this and we're going to get attacked left and right. I was like, guys, like this is a perspective and this is a medium platform where people can have free speech. It's something that we, I guess, don't respect as Americans anymore. Like someone can come on here. It's like, Hey, I have an opinion. I'd like to share it. The JB's like, dude, I got an opinion. I want to share it. I was like, dude, we got a great platform for you. It's called the truth bomb. Share your views. I don't have to agree with it. Neither Sean have to have to agree with it. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, there was some stuff. I can, yeah, for sure. I, there was some stuff that I didn't totally like what a couple of things that he mentioned. I'm like, eh, I don't know if I believe it. You know what I mean? But it's, it's his opinion. You know, I, I feel differently about it, but you know, he has some opinions that, that do align with mine. So that's really the whole point about this, this uh, podcast in general, you know, everybody has their own opinions and, and there's nothing wrong with, with either one. Um, yeah, yeah I, I agree. And so if anyone's listening and is like, dude, what are you guys talking about? Like Trump's a disaster. We need a, you know, Biden president, please come on the show. Love to have you on and yeah. come and, and debate us. And are you in debate? Just share your viewpoints. Like we, right. so if you feel strongly about it, um, instead of saying, dude, we're going to just totally tear you guys apart in the comment section, just come on the show. We'd love to have you on. And, uh, you guys know where to find us on our Instagram, you know, truth bomb, truth bomb podcast on iTunes. And, uh, yeah, I'll sign off there. Uh, Sean, it's good having you on here and doing this together, man. And, uh, we're, we're going to have some more guests on hopefully soon. Yep. Yeah, man. Looking forward to it. I will, uh, talk to you next week. Awesome. awesome.